was just like, am I the drama? Am I, am I the drama? Yeah. And I was, I was the drama. And, but it was because I didn't know any better. Mm. I realized I was trying to feed a nine-year-old girl Mm. and not, and I was walking and talking and moving like a nine-year-old child Mm. because my life ended. My childhood ended at nine. It really evolved at 13, but it ended at nine years old. What's up, guys? And welcome to another episode of It's Giving. I am your host, Sarah Fontenot. And if you have not yet, please make sure below to click and get subscribed, share this video, like it. And also, can I just say, it helps us in the algorithm, okay? I don't know if you've ever tried to do anything great, but there is nothing more frustrating than putting your soul into something for no one to see it. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me. Anyway, I've been battling with this. YouTube has been kicking my behind, but thank you to those of you that are listening on audio. It means the world when you share this, like it. You know, someone might need to hear it. And today, we're just going to have some fun today. I am joined by an incredible woman. She is, first of all, she has a great eye for all things. She's actually the visual director with It's Giving. Um, she helps out with the behind the scenes. She makes sure everyone is fresh. Not only that, she's a mother, okay? You would never know how many children she has or how old they are by the way she looks because this girl is super fly. And on top of that, she's just an all-around incredible person. Can we please give it up for Anissa? I love that intro. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I feel so honored to be on the It's Giving couch. I'm just so excited you're in front of the camera. Listen, listen. Looking beat to the gods, okay? Because it's giving. You got to give when you're on the It's Giving couch. It's giving. And you know what, Anissa? You know, you know the run of show. Yes. You know how we do things. So I am going to ask you the it's giving question because you are on the it's giving couch. Okay. (laughs) I'm ready. If this season of your life were called it's giving Mm -hmm. blank and you have to fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. what would it be called? And you have to say it's giving. It's giving evolution. Ooh, break that down. So... I had a real humbling moment with God Ooh. over the last three months. Starting my life. Yeah. And um, I realized that I started to feel like I was old a thing uh. because I know I'm good at what I do. Mm. I know who I am. But then I realized something. Nobody owes me. Jack. Because Jesus paid it all. Oh, um, we're preaching. We, we right, just we're preaching, preaching today. today. You know, we we to I had to remember. I yeah. Seriously, I had to... I've been in my word so heavy since the beginning of the year. I just got off a 21-day fast with my church. Shout out to Linked Up Church. We are absolutely an amazing ministry. And I realized that I was extremely entitled Mm. and I had a big ego Mm. and I was full of pride. So I had to realize that I needed to humble myself. Can I just pause mm-hmm. and acknowledge you? Because number one, that is a very powerful awareness. Mm-hmm. But number two, it's kind of heartbreaking at the same yeah. time for ourselves to be right. like, oh, damn, it's me. <laughs> Am I the drama? Am I you the know? drama? <laughs> uh, okay. So I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you. It was it was extremely hard because, you know, in the world we hear, oh, you deserve this. You're mm-hmm. you're worthy of this. And, you know, you don't have to be humble for it. Says who? Says who? Says who? Says 
Says who? Oh, no, <laughs> she's already mic tapping y'all. She like because that. at the end of the day, um, I don't want to go there, Sarah, but if, you know, I'm a Christian woman yes. and I believe in the Bible uh-huh. with my life. So the only thing that I deserve is hell because God knows the type of person that I used to be. Yeah. And that I'm coming out of. Yeah. So nobody owes me anything. But now, that was the big lesson. But but that's true. But now it's all been washed away. Yes. God is good. I been yes. God is loving. Uh, yes. God is patient and kind. And he likes me. Not nice. Not only does he not nice. We not don't do nice here. Nice. He's kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of kind and evolution and niceness, I'm excited because, you know, the people have asked us to mm-hmm. respond to some things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've given us stories, some have yes. submitted stories, some yes. have submitted questions. Yes. And so you're here to kind of help me navigate mm-hmm. these waters as we build our It's Giving community. So if you are someone that wants to share anonymously a story, we do have a Reddit link. Click below to get that link going and flowing. And we're just excited about responding and hearing these stories, guys. We started. Oh. We want all the drama. All of the tea. I don't care. We you want can, the tea? All, we want all of the tea. We want it piping the fear hot. fear in my soul. <laughs> piping hot? Like, can't drink it because it, it's too Ooh-wee. hot. Okay, well, well, where do we start? We First, we're going to pull things from Reddit. Okay. <sighs> I forgot how this works. You read it and yes. then you tell me the story. Or yes. We're oh, going to okay. read. This is from the Am I the A-Hole uh, Reddit community. Oh. And yes. This, is, this must be your favorite. Because cause these these some A-Holes out here. Sir, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so we have a few. Okay. Mm, we can do. Am I the a-hole uh-huh. for still not forgiving my brother for sleeping with my girlfriend? <laughs> Anissa. <laughs> Anissa. Advice needed. This is where we're starting? This is where we're... Yes. <laughs> I'm just bewildered already. It, yes. It says... I, 26 male, recently went to a family gathering for my dad's 49th birthday. But before I get into that, you need to know the backstory with me and my brother, 23 male. This event happened around three years ago. Back then, I was dating this girl that I will call C, 25 female. C and I were high school sweethearts. She was my everything at the time, and I thought I was hers. It was around Thanksgiving when I found out. I was shopping for desserts for Thanksgiving after staying at a friend's house since I was helping them move. I came home and couldn't find C or her stuff. I tried calling her, but it went straight to voicemail. I tried her location, but it looked like she turned it off. I checked my front door cam and I saw my brother helping her move things into his car and leaving with her. I then tried to call my brother, but he wouldn't answer either. At this point, I started to freak out and assume the worst. But I, but then I thought my brother would never do that to me. He was honestly like my best friend when we were kids. And even though we drifted apart kind of when I went to college, I still considered us best friends since we still talk and go out from time to time. I then called my dad and had my dad tell my mom to call my brother and put it on speaker mode. My brother answered. And when my mom asked him where she was, he said, she's living with me now. She broke up with OP, which is the original poster. I feel numb. I felt numb to, I felt numb in those words. I thought this 
was some type of sick joke. So I checked his Facebook and Instagram and saw him saw them holding each other and kissing. And I broke down. Why was C doing this to me was was going through my head all night long. But then I was angry. How could my own brother, my best friend, do this to me? I drove up to his house and banged on banged on his door, yelling for him to open up. But C was on. But C was the one to open the door. I wish I could say that I held it together, but I turned into a crying mess once I saw her. Then my brother's bad girl, and it it's still going. It's still going. I've got two and a half paragraphs left. Oh, jeez. <laughs> then my brother came from his kitchen and told C to go upstairs. That's when he told me that they were having an affair since my second year of college and apologized to me for it. But then C just came back from the stairs and said that the whole reason why she left me the way she did was because she was sick of pretending to love me. Oh, <sighs> oh shots are fire. Oh, my God. Um. Uh, I looked at her and realized that that wasn't the person I fell in love with. That was someone else. Oh, I then wondered if this was still worth it. I then realized that it wasn't and walked out. I tried to not be a problematic person and make a scene when I know it won't change the outcome of the situation. Don't get me wrong. I was beyond mad at her and my brother. And so I cut them out of my life on the spot. Now back to the family gathering. I live in California now. And I am still single. The family gathering was all right until my brother and his wife walked in with the stroller. Apparently they got married and got busy. I really. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I really, I'm sorry. I really don't care anymore. I've been through enough therapy to know that I am not the problem. She is. My brother was trying to strike up a conversation with me, but I ignored him and went back to the conversation I was having with one of my aunts. After a couple of hours, I forgot they were even there. But when I was heading to the basement to get some ice cream, my brother followed me and nearly gave me a heart attack. He then awkwardly tried to apologize for what he did to me those three years ago, and I walked past him. He didn't approach me again that night, but the next day I had gotten multiple text messages from my mom telling me to just forgive my brother already. My mom and dad are heavy on the religious side and had already forgave my brother but i can't he is the entire reason why i have trust issues now he knew how much she meant to me and still did what he did and expected me to just be okay with it but i don't think i'll ever forgive them in life am i the a-hole uh i responded to this yes people responded to this yes 1.3, uh, th- uh, uh, 1300 1300 comments. Yeah, 1300 comments. Okay, okay, okay. First, th- my mind goes in 38 different directions. My first direction is homegirl chose. Let her be great. You know, the heart wants what the heart wants. That's the personally developed version side of me. Let her be great and let them have their like misery. The second part, like the, the really, you know, developed educated side of me says really, and truly you probably don't trust people because you don't trust yourself. And there were probably a lot of flags that you saw in that relationship where you broke trust with yourself by people pleasing and making her happy and putting her on this pedestal and behaving in a certain way. And that she displayed that she wasn't quite trustworthy, but you just didn't see it. And then low vibrational side of me is like, brother who, where, 
Who is that? That's a corpse. That's a ghost. Somebody Casper. said. <laughs> somebody said, "Not the a hole. You don't have a brother. You have a snake." Oh, dang! It, 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 it's giving Casper, not the friendly ghost. Mm. It's giving uh, Patrick Swayze. It's giving you were a nice guy. Ooh, not a good man. Do we need to talk about this? We should. Should we address the elephant in the room? Yes. Because I feel like we did that video. We did. About good man versus nice man. We did. And I said, I can't stand nice men. Right. But I don't think I did a very eloquent job mm. of describing and defining the difference right. between a nice guy yes. and a good guy. Yes. Let's should do it. I, shall I? Shall we? Okay. We well, you, sh- you, sh- you go ahead and you start. Okay. So, um... Yeah, being nice. Uh, this is coming from a reformed nice person because I was told growing up my entire life that I was too nice. Mm. And I never understood what it meant until just recently. Mm. I allowed people. To, I was a doormat. I wa- I allowed people to walk over me and it, it caused an inner torment within myself. I was two different people. The person that was in my head, which was the gangster that was like, you're not going to treat me like this. Standing 10 toes down. But on the outside, I was goo. Mm. And then I realized, I, don't, I, I can't say the N-word, can I? You can. It'll get bleeped out. Okay. These <laughs> just don't care about me for real. <laughs> I, I realized that and I had to change. I had to change course. Yeah. Because not even in the Bible tells you to be nice. No. And I, I'm heavily, I'm heavily spiritual. I am very God conscious and I love big Jesus. That's my dog. And one thing I realized is that nowhere, not one scripture, and I challenge y'all to, to find one for me, says to be nice. You know, I, I since we're talking about Jesus, it actually reminds me of a post that I that I put in my story. Why? Because it's the truth. Um, it actually said, at least it's my truth. You know, I can't tell you what to believe at home, but it says Jesus wasn't a nice guy. Are we ready? Yes. He was a good man. Yes. Here's the difference. The fruit of the spirit is kindness, Mm -hmm. not niceness. This is Galatians 5.22 to 23, by the way. Nice comes from the Latin word niceus, meaning ignorant. But good men will communicate the truth in love, even if it's unpopular. Matthew 21, 3 through 36. Mm. Uh, 21, 23, 1 through 36. Good men don't run from being contentious if it's called upon by their moral virtue, meaning they're not people pleasers. People are like, there's a difference between a people pleaser and nice. No, there's not. There's not. Because a nice person, by definition, just using Google or using a regular dictionary says agreeable. But if you don't agree with something, why would you agree agree with something, right? Or willing to agree, being subtle inside of something. Sometimes it's not called to be subtle. Now, you can very kindly let people know what you're after or what it is according to your moral principle or your moral code or whatever that is, but you have to be able to speak up for what's important to you. Otherwise, you get walked over and you're a doormat. Back to the back to the post. Sometimes being like Jesus means speaking the truth in love. That's great. Because tough love is often the kindest thing that you can do. I, I wish I could drop the mic because I mean, I wish I could throw this mic at the people in my comment section. Because even in 1 Corinthians, when it literally lays out love, th- love, it says love is patient, patient and love is kind. kind. Not nice. Not nice. 
So to all you nice guys out there, that's why you finish last. To all you nice guys out there, that's why your people-pleasing ways have not delivered you the probably the success, the love, the relationships, the the accolades, or the purpose that you actually want inside of your life because you're too busy surrendering it, loving and listening to the wrong people. Go to therapy. Yeah. Go go to therapy expeditiously. It's giving because at the end of the day. Unless you realize that you're the problem, you will forever be the, the problem. Look, I know I'm the problem. A- am I the drama? Are we the drama? We are. <laughs> but we're also the solution. And the solution comes with awareness. Period. And I am aware that being nice serves no one. Don't get caught up in the words for all of you that are like, nice guys, I'm a nice guy. Well, if you are inflicted upon, like if this has hurt your ego, you're probably a nice guy. And I'm sorry for you. Hit dogs will holler, child. Oop. Sorry, I just got a little like my comments are just wild right now. I just had to, I and I got a little I almost, passionate. Listen, you know, I almost had to. I had to relax because when I saw it, I was like, I know they're not coming for Sarah. They be coming, and they wrong. Y'all loud and wrong in the comments. You know what? I wish they were as right as they were passionate. It's just not the case. Okay. Next, can we move on? Yes. Okay. I feel I feel complete right there. I feel very complete. Look, y'all are seeing like the other side of Sarah. I don't know if this is good or bad. This is this is great. Is it? Yes. It's honest. Sometimes people need to see the tea. It's honest. Okay. All right. We have another one. We have several, but I'm choosing. Am I the- is this one long too? Can we do a short one? I don't think I don't I don't want a dissertation. This this these are these these are wild. Or are they all long? Would Okay. It's a short one. Okay. It says, would I be the a-hole if I leave my wife for cheating several years ago? Mm. It's tough. That, because that's like asking for a refund for clothes you wore already. But anyway, let's go to the the story. We grew up together. She's 32, recently admitted to cheating on me. 33, I'm a 33 male. During her deployment, she was in the army. She said that it has been eating away at her. And that she didn't want to keep it a secret anymore. When I told her I'm thinking about divorce, she said, I can't judge her since I don't know what it was like. Cited deployment stress. My mom also agreed with her when I talked to her about it and said that I would be making a big deal out of something that happened ages ago. Like like the dark ages, ages ago, because that's what ages ago means. I hate when people use words out of context. That's the collegiate in me, though. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just bewildered by the story still. Is that the end? Yeah. You say you didn't want a dissertation. It's not. Oh. This. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get over it is what they're saying. Yes. <sighs> now, in the strength of, of, of walking after Christ, forgiveness is always necessary. For yourself. For Yes. Mm-hmm. However, forgiveness doesn't mean access. I agree. I can forgive you and leave you. In 0.2 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but first I have to forgive myself. It all goes back to self, right? Um, see, this is the thing. It happened ages ago, but he found out recently. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, even though it happened ages ago, it feels like it happened, happened recently. recently. It's a new cut. Yeah, it's it's a new cut. It's a new wound. And it's definitely healing that's going to need to happen. Um, damn. It makes you think, what else has she hit? 
what else are you hiding from me? And are you still in the army? Do I have to deal with this every time you get deployed? Like, once you look, I feel like I feel like cheating. And this could be in any level of betrayal, right? Not even cheating, betrayal, because that's really what cheating is. It's like shattering a glass and then putting it back together with glue. It will never be the same. Not to say that it can't be beautiful. I mean, there are some art pieces that are shattered pieces of glass. However, it will never be like it was before. And I just don't think that that's something that enough people weigh out. Good for her for being honest, but homegirl, uh, good luck to you. I don't, I don't know the answer to that one. I, I, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I got, I don't have it. What about people that have submitted to us? Do we have submissions? Yes. I want to, I want to hear from our crew. And then I have, I have another one. Oh. It's going to be a long one. No, I don't want a long one. Oh, Jesus. Long ones, uh-uh. I'm scared of these long ones. They got too many details, loops and hooks and holes. And I'm scared. The long ones are wild. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> this is from the crew. This is right. our crew. This is this is it's giving. It's giving crew. Okay. We have why do women want to be chased instead of courted these days? Ooh. Because their thoughts. I'm sorry. Because why? There's a there's Wait, okay. Isn't it the same thing? No. Isn't there chase inside of courtship? No, because What's chasing. Because I feel like courting is agreed in agreement. Like if if I'm yeah, a man exclusively or non exclusively dating. No, because it makes me think about the old school cartoons when like the skunk was trying to get the Pepe other skunk. Le Pew. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew, him. Mm-hmm. Right? And he was chasing her and she clearly didn't want him. If you get if you think, go back to the nineties, if you can clearly remember, she did not want him. I guess Chase would suggest that one is running right away. Right. This isn't Tom and Jerry. Oh, <sighs> Yeah. You know what? But okay, so this is my problem because I was just having this conversation about being pursued. Mm -hmm. And I was having this conversation with a friend and they were saying how, you know, women need to initiate something. Like I need to see an initiation in order to feel like it makes sense for anything really to 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 happen thereafter. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't understand that. I'll let you know that the basket is open for you to shoot your shot, but I'm not going to make you go up to the court. Like, that's dumb. Yeah, I'm not going to come grab your hand and say, shoot this ball. Right. (laughs) You should take your shot. (laughs) Never. I feel like the difference between chasing and courting, like, I feel like the only way a man is chasing me is if he wants me and I don't want him. Think about it. He's not my type. I don't really like you like that. Oh. And you were trying to convince me that I should. Oh, all around sounds like a lose lose. Yeah, you're wasting your time. Well, friend, can we call him by name? Yes. What's the what is what is their handle? Soul win for Christ. Oh wow, what's up? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anissa is single. Hello. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Unless I'm not. And then, you know. I mean, I am. That's not a lie. But um, <laughs> yeah. I- anywho, let's. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like being courted is an agree is an agreement, like a, like a contract. Like you're you a man comes to you and be like, hey, yeah, I am interested in pursuing you for marriage. Yeah, like I, whatever words that come after that, and you have to be like, okay, I'm down. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And then there's the pursuit that happens thereafter when there's genuine, genuine interest. I think that is, I can understand that. I never thought of it as difference though, because I do feel as though a woman should be pursued, but there does have to be a mutual level of interest before one should pursue. Correct. Which is separate from chasing. Correct. I'm now learning. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, great. It's giving, um, court these girls that like you for real. Court, not chase. We don't chase anything. I like that was a good question, Soul Wind Jesus. Okay, this is a little deep. This is from Lady Tashad. Okay. I, I think this is what that says. Okay. <laughs> what does God require from those who surrender their life to him? This is deep. Why all these questions, is that's the one you want to choose? Is, this is a dissertation. <laughs> Answer. I, <laughs> It's simple. Do God's will. How do you find God's will in his word? (sighs) That's it. I feel like that's the answer. Try to live like Jesus. Strive to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Strive to be love unconditionally, which, you know, that actually brings me to another video that we posted. Mm. Well, I posted talking about how I absolutely do not believe in unconditional love. Absolutely not. It doesn't exist. We are not God. Not as humans. Mm-mm. Now we can strive for it all we want and people can try to give this esoteric, highly educated, highly developed human experience, but I'm you still judge people, okay? And you're still biased and you still have the things that make you have conditional love because I believe that standards are important, but I I I think that we should all strive. Go for it. It's not existing in our humanism. It's like, impossible. It's almost like when people say forgive and forget. How? We have a brain with a memory. How can we? How? how? It's and, not possible. And depending how strong the feeling was, our brains literally fire and wire neurons that will help you to remember that feeling if that's what you focus on for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That's why they say people don't always remember what you say, but they always remember how you made them feel. Correct. Because- I'm getting too scientific. Okay. Yeah, you 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 went there. But it was cuz because when you ask questions like that, there's not a simple answer. No. And the thing about it is when it comes down to God, right? We have to remember that we're human. Mm. Like that I think that's the problem with people in God and why they is they struggle to believe who God God is, who he says he is because they try to put him in a box, yeah. not realizing that we're finite and we can't you can't we can't grasp the magnitude and the glory of God. No, and you know what mm. else I think? I think how arrogant and it's so funny because people mm. take parts mm. of the Bible. Here we go. Uh-oh. People <laughs> take parts of the Bible that are convenient for them, right? <sighs> and so inside of that, even when you think of God, they say that we were made in God's image. Well, if God is everything everywhere omnipresent, which image? And if God is God, why do we put a he on him uh, instead of a she, they ooh, all? Oh, I got an answer for that. Oh, please There's, tell cause, me. Cause I'm an up and coming apologist. So the reason <laughs> why they use masculine pronouns uh-huh. is because back in those days, that's all they, that's mm-hmm. all they had. Agreed. There were no, but that also doesn't mean God is a he. 
He's all things. God is all things. Right. God is all images. God is God. And I think that for relativity and understanding, one of the things that we have to do is we have to create that relativity up versus down, left versus right, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, because it helps our brains to understand. But the truth is, like you said, there's no way to even almost fathom God or universe, or time and space, or eternity, or any of the things that that are absolute wonders in the world. And everyone swears that they know exactly what it is. But you want to know the only way to know whether or not where you're going to go, how it's going to happen, or what is to experience it. Or to die and go to eternity and figure out. But even though then you've experienced it. So, and then when you've experienced it, who knows what happens, right? And then what it, whether we're, it's reincarnation, whether it's not, whether it's our spirit goes to be with the other spirits, whether it's all for one spirit, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. we don't know. But so many people speak so so certainly on things they have no idea about. And it's it's just, you know, it's really, it's really an interesting thing. I have a take on what you just said. Oh, please tell me. Sure. So when it comes down to, and we're in, this is based on, the Christian religion, because that's the only thing that I, I yeah. swear to. So when it comes down to, hey, this is what's going to happen. And that, I really don't like it when people say that they know a thing, but don't know anything about the word. Yeah. They say that they know God, but they say or they say that they love Jesus, but they don't like the Bible. That is the biggest oxymoron on the planet, because if you think about it, let's take a, let's take away what man did. Right. Uh-huh. Let's go back to the original text, the yeah. Hebrew, Aramaic, and the Greek, right? Okay. Um, Jesus is the word made in flesh. That's what they say. That's what the that's scro- what's written. That's what's written, yes. correct? And if you take all of the scrolls, right, and you put them together, that was the made over was the- word was God and the word was of God. Mm-hmm. If, if you take all of that, like if you, when you take all of the scrolls, the, even the ones that were taken out, right? But how do you know? Have you read them? I have a Bible that has all of them. How? Impossible. That's not, I I read it every day. No, impossible. Impossible for you to have all of them. And the only reason why I say impossible, let me not say impossible. What I know to be true is there are some things they don't want us to know. That's And they were absolutely destroyed in the past. Some of the, well, there, there, the, the, I think it was 33 letters that were taken. I don't remember the exact number. Don't quote me on that. Uh But the ones that were taken out by the King James era, I have a Bible that has all of the ones but that were taken out. But what about the ones that, that were... were taken out before the King James era? Mm. Or what about the ones that were taken out, um, you know, way after the King James era? Like the Bible has been altered so many different times Correct. that it is almost impossible to say what the original looked like. Mm-hmm. And then when you go and you think about, you know, the 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 um, the church, mm-hmm. you know, oh, and, and you, I'm, I didn't, I feel like this is, this, look, this, how we, much time we got? I don't know if we got time for this whole Lord Jesus. But, uh, to the church, we gonna go there. Girl. The church is filled with imperfect people who think they're getting it right. Now, here's the thing. I don't trust a lot of churches. Mm. I've been going to my church for the past 10 years. Shout out to Link Up Church again. Because of the simple fact, a lot of people in the church are backbiters. Are what? not no. Are backbiters? Backbiters. Ah, what does that mean? They 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 stab you in the back. Oh. They 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 they're liars. They're Ooh. manipulators. Ooh. They're mm. adulterers. Oh, they're uh, they're human. Yes, but they try to act like they're not. And that's and the many prob- people try. And that's all. the problem that I have. Like it's one thing to say I need to go to church because I know I am not a good person mm. or a. Uh, uh, I know I have some flaws that I need to change than to try to go into a church and act like you're not 
the person that you are. Yeah, I, I feel like there's much more of the prancing around as if you are Per- perfect in a lot of different circumstances. And I think that that's why a lot of people shy away from the church mm. because it doesn't necessarily feel authentic. What I know is though, I'm not here to speak on anyone, judge anyone, tell anyone how to have a relationship with God. All I know is my relationship with God. Period. And my relationship with God is so absolutely solid in the sense that I don't just know God, God knows me. And someone on this podcast once said, there's a difference between when you are praying to God and communicating with God and when you have relationship with God. That's so true. And I have relationship with God. And that's all that matters to me. It's a reciprocal relationship. Yes. And a lot of people, I I know somebody that calls them professional churchgoers. Yeah. They're professional churchgoers. Yeah. They 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 sin Monday through Saturday and they play holy on Sunday, and act like they don't. It's Sodom and Gomorrah Monday through Saturday. <laughs> I said what I said. Okay, next question. I, I feel complete. <laughs> Let's choose a good one, not one that's going to take us into, you know, the oblivion. Like this is a good one that's okay. not talking about God because one of them says what is love and that just goes right back to where we were at. Yeah. A topic you should talk about is how anyone can find their purpose and monetize it. No, we don't talk about that on It's Giving. That's business chat. Oh. Mm-mm. Oh. I love that question though. Thank you to friend. What's the friend's name? V Sharp 23. Thank you, V Sharp 23. Well, the other one is what is love? Some of them are cut off. Maybe you can send me the other one. Just swipe. I can't. It's the next picture. It's, oh, my bad. Um. Oh. Wait. <laughs> black women leveling up, unable to find a black partner on oh. her level. Hmm. Po boo boo. Po tink tink. Okay, you know what? This actually brings me back, and we had talked about this a little bit before. Mm-hmm. I really feel as though a lot of women, especially black women, don't see the nuance, the essence, or or the importance of stroking their man's ego. Mm. And one of the things that my mother taught me growing up always was never miss a chance to stroke your man's ego. We were just talking about this. Literally. And it's wild to me because we live in this world where a lot of women are like, I don't want to have to encourage him. I don't want to have to submit to him. I don't. Okay, well, go get you a girlfriend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Go, go get you somebody else because men, number one, want to feel needed. They want to feel like they're capable and not to say that they don't already know that for themselves, but one of the, and it's, and it's ingrained into me. It's so ingrained into me that I celebrate strangers. You know how I am. Man. I, I, I'm, I'm constantly giving compliments to anyone and everyone because it can, it can make or break someone's day. It really, right. And so if it can make or break a stranger's day, if, if, if you ladies, is it, wait, Kenny, is this thing on? You can hear me okay? Okay, great. If you can submit to your boss at work, ooh. why can't you submit to your man? Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Oh, oh, this is my question. These are the things that don't make any sense to me because if you trust the leadership of your boss, why are you choosing a man that you don't trust his leadership? Because the truth of the matter is that man that is your boss at work was just put into a position based on someone that chose him to be there. Whose judgment do you trust more than your own? Why would you not trust your own judgment to choose your person as your man to make him that way to follow his leadership? Because they want to be the leader. Anybody who has a problem with submitting to a man that they chose is because that they wanted to be the leader. No, I think it's because they're looking for comfort instead of compatibility. Then buy a puppy. Girl, get a kitten. They're cute. I have one. Get some. You have a kitten? I have a cat and a dog. I knew that. I think I knew that. I think I knew that. Girl, I, I just I just so strongly feel as though women, especially in this modern girl time, are just absolutely doing all the things that create more of a divide between what they say they want. And I honestly don't see the problem with submission. Like it's a, it's such an art. It's Leave a, me. It's a it is an art. And a lot of people's like, oh, I'll submit to the right man. What? Well, no, that's true. You should submit to the right well, we, man. What, what I mean is, it's just submission is a character trait, not something that you can cut on and off like a light switch. We can use our submission to discern whether this person is even deserving to know that we exist. That's true. But I think it goes back to choose men whose leadership you trust. Correct. And that's the issue. I think so many women are out here taking whatever they can get or choosing to be single because number one, they either haven't done the work on themselves to attract a man of the caliber that they that they want. Or number two, um, it's easier to just be single, to be honest. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. I don't agree. Why do you say that? Be- just because I've been married before. It's 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 like granted, I would Jesus would have to come on the throne off the throne of heaven uh-huh. and sit on my bed stop, stop, to tell me that uh you need to get back with your ex-husband. We'll never go back. However, <laughs> out. However, not Jesus himself. Cuz baby, no, I have stories. However, it's hard. It's hard out here being single because we were built for community. Oh. We were built oh. for relationship. Okay, I got something else. When you done, we were built to be a helpmeet for the right man. Yes, and not saying that we shouldn't be able to own our singleness and be able to walk upright properly. Mm-hmm. However, women should crave not in the in the sense where you'll accept anything because you're being too nice and pleasing people but (laughs) we should crave the 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 intimate desire of having the right partner and to be fair to the women Mm -hmm. another thing that i think is really challenging is that you know a lot of women were out here we're achieving we're creating the lives that we want we're Mm -hmm. career driven we're entrepreneurs we're millionaires we're all of these different things and inside of that We have to remember that for most women, it's out of necessity and not desire. And so oftentimes I do feel like men do possibly get an opportunity 
to allow women to have that that grace period from them shifting from being a little more masculine to not because the world makes us that way. And I do feel like, you know, men will say, well, well, why would I have to, why should I have to wait for you to be feminine in order for me to X, Y, Z? Well, the thing about it is, and they're like, well, what if I, I showed up to be more feminine first and I had to learn to be more masculine? Well, the difference for me is that, yeah, I have heard that. The, the difference is, the world makes you masculine naturally mm-hmm. because achievement, uh, goals, going after something, that is more so of a masculine trait, mm-hmm. right? And so if you are out here paying your own bills, providing for children, doing the deal, building a business, all of these things, yes, it's great to be able to come home and take off your armor. But if you haven't mastered that, men have compassion for that woman who wants to be soft, but the world has spent so long making her hard that it just might take a little bit of time as well. Or mm-hmm. or uh-huh. are you not masculine enough to, for her to feel safe to be soft with you? Oh, damn. Because naturally at our core, we're soft. Oh, for, it's innate. Right. So if I'm with a man and I feel like I can't take my hair down and or, you know, take off my armor, as you say. Yeah. And I still have to be this. Ma- it's because I don't trust you. Yeah. I don't. I don't trust you with my femininity. I don't believe that you will nurture it properly yeah and ultimately you're not a person that i see permanent in my life Mm because if i can't be feminine and soft with you on a regular basis then you're not it a man should your masculinity should be so strong where it automatically draws that out of me because you're right being in the world of business we have to be masculine yeah because people walk all over us yeah they'll see us and they were like, oh, we can have, no, you can't. No. We're about business. Period. So we have to, we have to hone in into a character that was never meant for us, which is being a provider. Yeah. Being a hunter for a thing. And I don't want to do that. Right. I- I'm telling you for no the right desire. one, I will drop it all. You understand me? Oh, I definitely do. And you know what? That actually brings up another thought because I feel like women are almost, I don't even know. It's like, it's like people want to villainize how women now are being vocal about a soft life. But soft life is is natural to feminine energy. If you want a woman to be in her feminine, flow and love and creative and sexual and sensual and all of these different that's things. Soft. That is a soft life. That right? That's pe- wait. Yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah, I mean, we have a problem with this now. We've been people pushed. have a problem with everything. Apparently people. they have a problem with the word. They can't even look up the definition of nice. Okay. People just, got a problem with women being masculine, but do you also got a problem with us being damn soft? If you do, damn Listen, if you don't. Pick, pick, one. Pick a struggle. Pick your heart. Because it's going to be hard regardless. Pick a struggle. Let's go to Because, child, I don't got time. Okay. <sighs> we got time, but I don't got time for that. Um, Staying in a toxic relationship because you're oh. afraid of starting over. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> I feel like, ooh, I, listen, I was married. Okay, and I almost got killed in my marriage. Jesus, I, are you just gonna gloss over that, or do you wanna? Okay, so let let's let's expand on that. Yeah. So I was extremely young when I got married. I was twenty one when I got married. Wow. Still in college when I got married. Wow. And to be honest, the only reason why I married him so soon was because I found out that I was pregnant with my twin daughters. And then you already had a son and, and a, daughter. a daughter. Right. I'm a mama of four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Four kids where? That's all I got to say. That's all I got. I said it in the intro. <laughs> Back to you, okay? So, like you said earlier, how people overlook red flags. Mm. <sighs> the people in the comments going to come for me in this. This is why it is important to keep your legs closed in a relationship because red flags turn into yellow ones with good sex. Oh. Yellow flags turn into green flags when the <laughs> is good. I'm swoop. When the when the sex is good, you be like, you know what? Her she her hygiene not all that, but I, you know, I could deal with that. You know what? He could, he got a little temper, but it's cool because he be he's breaking my back on a regular basis, and I like that. He makes me do the things, and no, babe. Now I understand how hard it is to be abstinent because we live in a world where lust is amplified. Mm-hmm. Sex is everywhere. It sells. It's all in our faces. Of course. And I know when we are in love and we are in deep like and we think this man is fine and all of the things, tall, dark and handsome, got the muscles and whatever, got the six figures and whatever you feel like, get your gears grinding, literally. (laughs) Uh, We just want to express ourselves in what comes most natural. However, it takes time Mm. to learn who we're dealing with. Yes, it does. And, and you know, I got to tell you, I have never had that experience. What do you mean? I have never been with a man that was just so like, I don't even think I'm capable of that. I don't think that's in my cards. Like, mm. I, like if a man is just so good sexually that I'm, I just overlook everything. I don't. Girl, you better than <laughs> maybe me. It's, maybe it's my own level of like self-preservation. It's probably that. But yeah. I, there's just, there's, there's nothing inside of me is like, oh yeah, this is so good. I'm going to overlook your toxic self. No. That's not my story. <laughs> no, I can't relate to that. These girls that be like, ooh, it was so good. I'm like, but and not to say that it's not I'm not saying that sex isn't enjoyable. I'm not right. saying we are not swinging from the chandelier. I'm saying we have a great time. However, to let you just but I feel like it's because you had a mother that actually raised you and a dad to protect you. That we that goes really deep rooted because Damn, Anissa. I'm a child of rape, so I didn't have a dad. And my mother didn't want kids. So I grew up. Are we just going to keep glossing over these huge topics that you're just saying inside of your normal life? My mother was raped. Yes. And she got pregnant with me. Yes. And I don't know who my father is. Okay. My mother had me at the age of 42. She did not want kids. Yeah. So all of my first cousins are like 30 years older than me. Wow. Yeah. And my second cousins are my age. I just found that out recently. And... Um, I'm like the black sheep of the family because I was just, hey, I'm here type. And my mother, God rest her soul, she just passed away. But I felt like a question mark growing up. I felt like I was an obligation than a blessing. So I had to learn my worth the hard way, which was um, a lot of mistakes, mm. finding love in all of the wrong people. Hence the reason why I had a kid at 13. Mm. <sighs> my mother actually allowed that. Like she invited like my, my, my son's father to live with us. I'm not live with us to stay with us for like a week with no supervision. And, and I was like, what did you expect? We was going to play patty cake. We was packing cakes. But it's like, what did you ex? What did you at expect? 13? At thirteen, at at twelve, actually, I was twelve. 
And all oh. al- pause. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like we're in a different generation now, and I know mm-hmm. that that's happening now. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what sex was when I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Like I, there, like the I, I bo- kissing boys was so gross to mm-hmm. me at twelve. To be honest. Yeah. How did you learn about? How did you even know where? Like where did like. You, do you really want to know? The oh, story? I, oh, yes, because there are women right now so, dealing with kids. So what happened was I moved. So I'm originally from Atlanta. I'm an ATL baby, mm-hmm. um, Crawford Long baby to be specific. And I moved from Fulton County to Clayton County, Clayco, aka Clayco. And literally, not the first, not the first weekend, but the next weekend, mm-hmm. I met a girl who convinced me. That it was fun. That sex was fun. Yes. You met a girl who was older than you? She was a year older than me. So she was a 13-year-old mm-hmm. that knew about sex mm-hmm. and told you that it's fun. Mm-hmm. And how did she tell you that? <laughs> what did she say? Like, what are these words that come out of a 13-year-old's mouth about how sex is fun? Literally. God, you're making me go back into the vault. Okay, literally, she was like, come on, Anissa, it's fun. What, what does that mean? I, d- I don't know, but I found out quickly. Okay, so she told you, take the P yeah. and put it in the V. Yeah, it's fun. That's literally what her words were. No other explanation. And because... How did you even figure it out? I didn't. I let whoever... I, they fig- I figured, like, after a while, you do it once or twice, you kind of just get the ropes of it. No, but, but how did you... Like, I think I'm about sorry. when I was in my... I'm lying to you. Oh, okay. I was a lot younger. I'm kind of... Oh, Lord You Jesus. were younger the first time you had sex? I was. Then 12? I, I got pregnant at 12. I got pregnant at 12. This is so honest. Okay, rewind. So you had I was, sex at what age? I was nine. You were nine? I was nine when I lost my virginity. Anissa, how does this happen? Where was... Well, how, did, how did this happen? Was it a young person? Yeah, so he was like maybe a couple months older than me. We was in the same grade. Y'all were both nine. Yes. <laughs> Listen, this is my story, and I'm not ashamed because the Lord is delivered. I'm I, just bewildered. My, I'm flabbergasted. My mind is so blown because I think about me at nine years old. I was going to dance. You, class. Okay, so so let let's break this down, right? I grew up in a house with a woman who I felt didn't love me. And I had nobody else. It was just my mother. Like, my grandmother was there, but my grandmother was a slave. Like, she hated white people. Like, and I, all I heard was my mother and my grandmother argue my whole life. Mm. And my mother could not talk to me. She always yelled and cussed at me. And I, it was, ooh, okay, Q-tips over there. Okay. I, um. <sighs> Don't cry, because I'll cry. mm when you have a mother that doesn't know how to nurture you, mm, there we go. Well, I'm sorry because I got my face beat. Had my girl come at six in the morning. Um, when you have a mother that doesn't know how to nurture you as a as a child, because she didn't have it, not because she didn't want to, but because my mother was molested in her grandmother in my in my grandmother's home. Like my grandmother was a she threw block parties. My grandmother was a thought. Like she was, she threw block parties, like rent block parties back in the day. That was a thing in in New York. My mom's from Mm. New York. And like she, like my mother was molested by our family members, by my grandmother's friends. She never wanted, because she moved out of my grandmother's house when she was 15. Mm. 
because it with with my aunt Eloise because um it was just so bad. So I didn't realize why my mom kind of like was bitter towards my mm. my grandmother because she was like you allowed this to happen and then like you go get saved and it's like you just want me to forgive you but we never dealt with the trauma. Mm. And then my mother experiences trauma mm. and getting pregnant with me and then I got the audacity to not look like her. I look just like whomever hurt her. Mm. I look nothing like my mom. Mm. I look nobody. I look like nobody in my family. Mm. Tense why I feel like I'm the black sheep. So like when you have a mom that doesn't know how to be a mom because she didn't have a mom and my grandmother is, is this is literally what generational trauma is. I was looking for the void not realizing that I was setting myself up for failure. I, I didn't, I thought that this was okay. Mm. And of course, like my mom was like, she tried to, oh, you're beautiful. And I was bullied too. Let's not even get into the fact how I was bullied for having full lips, mm -hmm. for having a deeper voice, mm -hmm. for having a full nose, mm -hmm. everything that people try to go get surgery for, which mm -hmm. is the most crazy thing to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was broken mm. since I was, I can, I can't even think back. Mm. And now that I'm in this healing process, trying to figure out who I am in Christ and heal all of those, I see all of the brokenness and it broke me down like two weeks ago. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm more jacked up than I realized. Right. But I had to give my mom grace mm -hmm. because I can't fault somebody for not knowing how to love me. Mm. Especially if it's my mom. Like, I can't, that's my mom. And also, you can't fault somebody for not knowing how to love you if they've never known how to love themselves. Ooh. You know? In my mom's last days, because um, I was her caregiver, I realized that it, that she really did the best she could. That's all any parent does, I think. Right. And and as a parent, as and now that I am a parent, mm -hmm. I had to realize that you can't be what you've never had mm -hmm. unless you put in the work to become it. Mm -hmm. And that takes accountability. Mm -hmm. It takes intentionality. And you have to forgive yourself. Mm. I'm going through that now with my son. My son, he's somewhere in Florida. I don't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. and he won't talk to me because mm -hmm. he grew up with me. So he's seen all that trauma in my marriage, all the trauma with my mom. And he doesn't, he has to figure it out on his own. Mm -hmm. I had to let him go. Mm -hmm. And I had exactly. to forgive myself for what I feel like I failed in mm -hmm. because I know and take full accountability that I was not a good mom to him. I did the best I could. And being trying to raise a boy on your own, mm -hmm. it is hell. So it is hell. So to to rewind, and number one, thank you for sharing so transparently. I feel like we're done with questions. You might just put this away and just have a conversation. To be honest, I'm I'm like, oh sheesh, I, I can't just shift gears from here. <laughs> um but I guess my question would be, what would be your word of advice to mothers mm -hmm. that have young children that are eight or nine or 10 or 11? Because there are kids that are having sex in bathrooms and there are children that are that are learning about the birds and the beads at a very young age and are not learning boundaries and may not have, you know, the, the a parent style where like, like 
they notice. Mm -hmm. Like not every parent notices because they're trying to keep the lights on because they Mm -hmm. have three jobs, Mm -hmm. because they are dealing with themselves, because maybe they don't know how to love. Whatever the reason is why Mm -hmm. a child may feel neglected or abandoned or like no one really loves me, let me go find it somewhere else. What would you say, like, like, like how, like, how does that happen? Well, for me, see, I was a very slick child. Like mm-hmm. my mother would have never, I hid my whole pregnancy when I was, when I was 12, 13 years old. Cause my mother was terrifying. I did not tell her. My mom didn't find out that I was pregnant until I was not nine months pregnant. Like literally the whole How per- did she not see that you Because were I didn't grow up. It just looked like I was getting bigger. It didn't, I didn't like round out. Up the top. I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I, I. So let me let me help you. Um, I think it, I may be wrong because this is I told this story before on my TikTok. I think it's because I didn't take prenatal vitamins or anything like I didn't get the proper nutrients to feed my son on the inside of me. The only reason why my mom found out that I was pregnant is because my shoes couldn't my feet couldn't fit in my church shoes. And. <laughs> And to answer your question, right, I feel like if my mom didn't reject me so much, like I used to come to my mom all the time to try to spend time with her. I tried to like play games and watch TV and just talk like my mom just didn't. Granted, I had a younger brother that had cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. So she was working double time, right? She had two kids and she didn't want any? Well, my brother, she didn't want, she didn't want me to notice, but she adopted my brother. Uh, so, but he had cerebral palsy and she didn't expect that, but she didn't want to throw him away. You know what I mean? So like, it was her life's mission to take care of him. And mm-hmm. when he died three months before I had my son, uh, whatever mom I had was gone, was gone. My mother was, it was it. So what does I, that mean? Gone is in like whatever parental figure I felt like I had in my life. It was it was out the window. My mom was grieving the loss of her child. She was she was out of it. She couldn't even sleep in her room. I had so it's just like I feel like my mother didn't know how to communicate with me properly. So like with my daughters, because I have three daughters, <laughs> I talk to them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't reject them when they want to give me a hug. Sometimes you know, Naomi, my oldest daughter, she's 14. She'll she's be so like, beautiful. she, thank you. Um, She'll be like every like 20 minutes, she's trying to give me a hug. And I'll be like, girl, I just gave you. But then I thought about it. Like, no, let me give her this. She, she needs to feel this, mm. you know, um, spending time with your children mm. and being intentional about like what they're giving themselves to. Like I was watching Jerry Springer, the Mario Povich show, the Steve Wilco shows. I was watching Cheaters. You know, I was watching stuff I should, I had no business watching. And I'm feeding my spirit negativity, sex, and debauchery. Mm. Right. And my mother, like, I don't think she knew, to be honest. I, I don't, I honestly don't think she knew. But also, she didn't, she wasn't diligent in checking behind me. I would because I was a straight A student. I was the kid that you would have never had thought because I was I'm so smart. And I'm but I, I used that intel that intelligence to be crafty. I was very prudent. I was very mm. slick. I could get away with almost anything. Mm-hmm. And like when she found out 
Um, like literally, I think I had my son maybe three days later. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard her in tears. Like I heard her crying because, because she was heartbroken. You know what I mean? Like her 13 year old baby is about to have a baby. Like what, what do you mean? Mm. And when I got to the hospital, my blood pressure was like 285 over 120 something. Like I would, I could have died any minute. Like the doctor was like, we don't understand how you're not dead. Mm. We don't get it. We don't understand it. And also, like, my mother, she didn't, like, a lot of parents are like, oh, we're not supposed to be our kids' friends. And I agree to a certain extent, right? My mom is my very best friend. Yeah. Now. Now. You see what I'm saying? When I was young, I went crazy in my teens a little bit. Like, my mom always says, female teenagers Mm -hmm. It's like they're possessed. <laughs> Something just happens and they like I ran away from home twice. Yeah. I jumped out the two story window like I was the, the black sheep inside of my family. But my bad don't have nothing on American bad. Man. Like, uh, it, it's yeah, just I had two kind of kids bad. before I turned 18. Yeah. I got pregnant again. Yeah. And my mom was like, what is what? <laughs> with a different person? No, with the same. No, my older two got the same dad. Okay. And that in the, 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 what, the, what pissed me off about my mother was how. She did things behind my back like I wasn't like deserving to know. Like, why are you communicating with my baby daddy behind my back for months? And I haven't seen him since my son's six months. And then he just pops up randomly in your car. Mm. I'm walking from track practice. I'm, I still was allowed to be a kid and have a like have a normal life. But like, why? Why are you doing this? And mm. why are you letting him live with live with us? Mm. Like, you don't talk to us about this. Mm. You don't talk to me about it because. At the end of the day, he had a kid with me, mm-hmm. not you. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you got mad when the same thing happened again. <sighs> Don't do that. Like, listen, teenagers, kids, like when they get 12, 13, like yes. my, they are hormonal, hormonal yeah. demons. Like they are, they, like, I was a hormonal. So, demon. so, so like my daughter, for instance, I, I took her phone. Mm-hmm. Because she was wilding out with that phone. Which one? My oldest daughter, okay. Naomi. Mm-hmm. She's fourteen. She just turned fourteen on the first of January, mm-hmm. and because like I realized she was feeding her spirit bullcrap, like most fourteen year olds, right? And I had to be intentional and diligent to be like, okay, I'm taking this phone, mm. and we are going to reset. So now you you can't do anything mm. for real, for real. And now she's reading her Bible. She's yeah. praying. She's she like she wants to be a, a artist, so she draws a lot more. She paints a lot more. And I'm like, I ain't about to give you this phone back. Mm. I'm not about to give you this phone back for what? For what? Mm. It's like when you have distractions and you're not mature enough to have discipline to not distract yourself, mm. like how people just mindlessly scroll on social media. You you become what you absorb. Absolutely, and. I like, okay, so even with my twin daughters that just turned 10 on the 22nd, I like even thinking about it, I couldn't imagine my girls having sex. I it it blew, <laughs> I've never felt so much like my mom mm-hmm. experiencing daughters the ages that I was wilding out. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine because they're so sweet. They're oh my goodness, and it's just like even though that they live in Michigan. Because I was in an abusive marriage, and when my hus my ex husband got removed from the house by defects, I never let him back. I couldn't take care of all of them, mm. and 
his parents was like, let them come with us. And I'm grateful because they're well taken care of to go to great schools and I'm working to get them back. Mm-hmm. And, but even then I talk to them about everything. Mm. I call them every day. I don't hide my emotions from my kids. I tell them if I don't have the capacity to deal with a thing, a lot of people's, a lot of parents' problems that they don't express their capacity with their children. How do you feel like all of this has affected your dating life now? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let me get, let me, wait, can you grab that for me? <laughs> what a Q-tip. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. Um... Because this is the thing I'm hearing. I'm hearing number one, I know that you've done a lot of work because you and I have conversations Mm -hmm. in real life outside of our show. And, um, you know, there's so much that you are just glossing over like it's normal. (laughs) Like you're, you're literally saying things like from the beginning, I am uh, a byproduct of rape. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, a mother that you felt neglected by. Mm -hmm. Then you have a form of abandonment that happened once you lost your brother as well as your mother lost her son. Mm -hmm. Then you also have um, um, grief. Mm -hmm. Then you have pregnancy and shifting an identity from child to parent. Mm -hmm. Then you have you trying to figure out all of the things in whatever kind of relationship you have with your two oldest children's dad. Like there are so many different intricacies. Then you have your grandmother was molested. Then you you, like, it's like you like generational trauma. Mm -hmm. How, 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 how has this affected your dating life? Um, And you have a marriage that you almost died in. We didn't even get to that, by the way, because we went back so far in time that you just keep glossing over these massively large things. I, mm-hmm. I, I, how do you even, how do you like, what? My mind is so blown inside of this conversation. You talked about so many huge topics. I don't even know what direction to go in. So let's start by answering your question first. Okay. I struggle. My struggle is the whole reason why I got married in the first place, because looking for love. mm -hmm. Yes, because when you think about I've been having sex for I'm 32 since I was nine for 20. How many years? 21 years. 20. Golly, for 21 years. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been. And. And when you don't have a father. Right. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what it means to receive love from a parent. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you try to do the right thing. Like I rededicated my life back to Christ, like at 20 and tried to change my foundation. I met my ex-husband. Like my mom kicked me out of the house with my oldest two kids and Mm -hmm. my ex-husband took me in. That's the only reason why we even got into the same proximity. Mm -hmm. Right. He was paying all my bills and he took my children in as his own. I loved it there. Mm -hmm. Being a kid that a kid, because I was a kid at 20, being uh, a kid that didn't understand what healthy love looks like. I thought that he was the full shebang. He was paying my bills, providing me a place to stay, telling me all the right things. And then the sex was cool. Like it wasn't the best I ever had, but it was cool. We ain't going to talk about this, We ain't going to talk about that. We ain't going to talk about it. We ain't going to talk about that right now. But all of the red flags became yellow flags. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to set proper boundaries. And I had to learn 
I'm learning this now, by the way. This mm-hmm. is something that took me from 20 to 30, so 12 years now. We're going through a 12, because I got, I was, I've been divorced for five years, five, mm-hmm. six years now. So I had to understand that I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. I, within all of the perception that I have and the wisdom that I have, right? I knew nothing because at the end of the day, I didn't love myself mm. because I thought love meant sex. If I love you or like you, that means that you deserve my body. Mm. And that's how I equated love, mm. right? And when you take away... Pause. Right. That just has to land because I think there are a lot of people that equate love to sex. Mm-hmm. Just like how men equate success to money. Mm. And I think that's why in this day and age, we live in a world where a lot of women feel like it's an equal trade Mm -hmm. because I love you. I give you my body. You love me. You give me your money. No. And that's just not the truth. No, it isn't. It it took a lot of, a lot of spiritual growth, Sarah, Mm -hmm. to the where I physically feel inner torment within myself. Mm. When I have sex with somebody who I know doesn't even deserve to know I exist. So do you feel like, do you feel like, and you don't have to answer this question, but do you feel like in your past experience, we don't have to speak to now, Mm -hmm. that you've been a little more promiscuous because. Oh, for sure. Uh, Let's, let's, I see. I have no problem answering this question. Okay. Because, um, I've, God's forgiven me for a lot of things and I've forgiven myself and I've healed from a lot of things, right? I've been studying the book of Proverbs and (laughs) in the first few chapters, it talks about promiscuous women. Yeah, it does. And I was just like, am I the drama? Am I, am I the drama? Yeah. And I was, I was the drama. And, but it was because I didn't know any better. Mm. I realized I was trying to feed a nine-year-old girl. Mm. And not, and I was walking and talking and moving like a nine-year-old child mm. because my life ended, my childhood ended at nine. It really evolved at thirteen, but it ended at nine years old. Mm. And it's just like now, when you're in a world that really demonizes single moms, right? Like I can look like I have kids, but the minute I'm like, I have children, they like. Wait, you got like one or two? And I'm like, no, I got four. Say, so, but granted, I've only been pregnant three times. I got a two for one special, but mm-hmm. I, I have four kids. And they automatically ugh, like draw back like, oh, no, you're you're a red flag. When I'm like, sir, you don't even know me. Like, you don't know that I have an 18-year-old and a mm-hmm. 14-year-old and two 10-year-olds. Like, I don't have small children. Not mm-hmm. that it, it matters. Well, it does matter because if I have a six-month-old and I'm trying to date, like, that's stupid. But <laughs> But it's just like... How dare you judge me? Mm. You don't know who I who what type of life I lived. Mm. You don't know what type of experiences I had. You don't know what I came out of, mm-hmm. right? So how dare you try to throw me to the wolves because of of people who made me who I am. Mm. I am who I am because of my children. And as much as I used to think that I had to be ashamed of that, the right man will love the fact that I have kids. So do you feel like you struggle with how they say your sexual market value goes down once you have children? No, because see, okay, this is where it hurts. Carnal men think that way. Mm. Carnally minded men think that way. A man who 
has his identity, finds his identity in Christ, mm-hmm. who knows the word, will not look at that. Because it's like, all right, you you were this woman that have chi- that has children, right? Did you learn from your mistakes? Are you a person that is now abstinent or waiting for the right man to come along to lead you properly? Are you coachable? Are you submissive? Are you willing to be accountable for the things you've done? Mm. And I am. Mm. Like, if you really get to know me, if you really took the time to get to know me, my kids aren't a factor. And I'm not looking for a stepdaddy for my kids. My kids' daddy in their lives. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't even have to worry about stuff like that. Because, see, here's the thing. Toxic single mothers make real single mothers look bad. The ones that, oh, I got kids. You're going to buy. Ma'am, first of all, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Because you, no man owes you anything. Mm -hmm. You laid down and had those kids. And if you got uh, uh, absent baby father, that is on you. Mm. And at first, I used to be so mad at him, but at my baby daddy, like my oldest two, because we were both kids. So it's like, did I what, what? What in me really expected him to be a good father? But yeah, what what really expected that? Mm. Because I was mad at myself for making the stupid decision. I was mad at my mom for not nurturing me enough. To be like, no, that boy can't come over here. No, that's not happening. Mm. You know, like my- I'm mad at the friend. Where where did she where did she get this at? Like, why is oh. this friend saying that that's fun? Oh, you want to know something? She got pregnant at 17, right? And her parents blamed me for her getting pregnant, not realizing that I wasn't even around. She was the one who introduced me to it. We were man, listen, we were busting it wide open in her basement when her parents were gone had boys over we was listen when you are she had a mom and a dad that's why sometimes when you live in a a a two-parent household that's still sometimes not enough because are you in your kids lives it's a difference between being there and being present Mm -hmm. you can be there but are you present and they wasn't present yeah so like when my daughter tells me oh my best friend steven i said hold up wait a minute can i go over there no no, 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 because um, I know the possibility, not saying that I think you're going to make the same mistakes that I make, but it's stupid of me to think of a girl who is now experiencing her menstrual cycle. Mm. That is now her body is blossoming and oh Lord Jesus, that's my daughter I'm talking about, but it's the truth. Like her, she's blossoming into a young woman. Mm. It would be dumb of me to think that boys don't like her. And I told her, I said, I was like, Naomi, no. I was like, there's nothing that you, that, that boy likes you. She was like, no, he doesn't. <sighs> and you have to be honest with yourself. Are you in your kids' lives or are you just providing for them? Are you just making sure that they have clothes on their back, a roof over their head, food to eat and water to drink? Or are you, do you know if they're being bullied at school? Mm. Do you know what their insecurities are? Do you know what makes them cry? Do you know if they're having any struggles? Like I realized that my daughter went from this girl who loved pink and all this stuff. And now she's all in black and <laughs> wearing, I'm like, what is all what's this? Changed? What's changing? But, but I, you notice. Know you know what I mean? Because mm. I... I absolutely refuse for history to repeat itself. My son, you know, I, I've made a lot of mistakes with my son, but my son's still a virgin. Mm. I made a lot of mistakes with my oldest daughter, but she's still a virgin. Mm. She's not a parent. Mm. 
Like that's a huge huge accomplishment. And it's just like a lot of as parents, we're hard on ourselves. Like if we're doing it right. Well, it's all trial and error, right? And mm-hmm. I think that that's one thing that a lot of parents get to understand that it's trial and error. But if you, the root word of trial is try. Mm-hmm. You have to attempt to be there. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to notice the things. And, you know, I think about I don't know why I cry. You guys know me. I'm just a freaking crier all the time. But I literally just think about, number one, kudos to you for being as strong and as beautiful and graceful and compassionate and loving as you are. You know, I've met your daughters. They were, we, they came to the house. We were chilling. They were touching every piece of mirror they could see, you know, and, and, uh, and, and all of the things. And, and I, Naomi I, fell in love with you. She, yeah, you know, Auntie those, Sarah. I'm Auntie Sarah. <laughs> I love the girls. They're great. And, um, and I just feel like good for you for not allowing history to repeat itself because I know that so much of my boldness has come from my parents. Mm-hmm. And I think about how, you know, even when my dad ruptured a disc in his back and he wasn't working and he was mean, dad, I love you, but you were mean. The answer to everything was always no. Like, can I go to Ashley's? No. Can I sleep over? No. Can I, or mom, we, I'd ask my mom, mom, can I go sleep at Ashley's? She'd be like, go ask your dad. I'm like, I don't even want to go anymore. Like, this is stupid. Like, right. oh, whatever, forget it. And so I, I think about how that I may have had these experiences that I thought were these really tragic experiences, but I never really felt neglected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's probably the worst, the worst feeling of the in the world for me is having to take care of a mom that you felt like didn't love you. And I had to be my mom's caregiver for three years when yeah. she got sick, and I hated it. Mm. I hated I hated every second of it. Mm. I love my mom. Mm-hmm. And when um when she got sick, like when she had her last stroke and it gave her aphasia where she couldn't talk anymore, mm. I grieved for like this was like maybe right after our first show, like the first show that I did with you. Mm-hmm. I grieved for a whole week. Mm. Like continuous crying like I didn't even know I could produce so much tears I was grieving the hope of never being able to have a relationship with my mom you were grieving the hope like I've I I know that whatever hope I had to have a relationship with her was never going to happen now because she couldn't speak she was dying any minute she lasted about four months after that but any minute she she was not my mother was the strongest woman I knew. Mm. She she took pride in her strength. Mm. And um she raised me to be strong. And I hate that's what I hated the most about her. Mm. Because within her strength, she didn't know how to love me. And I had to I had to go through life. One, feeling like a question mark because I didn't know where I belonged. Because I don't look like none of you. I, I look like none of y'all and um and um you know I I told my mom like when she was like in her bed I was like mom I just want you to be proud of me she's like what makes you think I'm not proud of you you never told me what do you mean you've I've never heard you say those words and I'm a person where I need to hear them 
I need to hear. I love. I can count on my one hand how many times I told. I heard my mom tell me she loves me. I've never heard my mom tell me she loves me more than five times. I could promise you. I could. I can put that on everything I love. I've never heard that. And um. And then when she got, I just when I realized that the end was coming. Um. The only thing I wanted to do was love on her. Mm. Like I would like, you know, it's all over my TikTok. If you want to like, I would sing to my mom. Yeah. I would, you know, I had a friend that helped me like bathe her and stuff before she got on hospice. So glory to God for him. Get you real friends that will help you wash your, your dying mother's butt. Cause you're not strong enough to do it. Mm. Like I couldn't physically and emotionally deal with that. And he took over. Mm. My son was there. Like, I, kudos to my son. Mm. Even though we 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 estranged right now. But I, I will forever. Like, my son is the reason why I was able to get out of my marriage. Mm. And he he took a big part of raising, um, help, helping me with my mom. And it's just like, <sighs> I had to go through a, a lot of self-reflection. And I had to learn who God really was. Mm for myself and realize that I always had a father mm. always from the jump the heavenly father you know but it's like oh this is gonna hit it wasn't good enough at one point in my life mm. and that I love God so much Sarah and I hate to even admit that but it's the truth it wasn't enough because it's like it was enough. It didn't feel like enough. You know, like it's like, why, why do everybody else can have family reunions? Why, why do everybody else have like families that love them? And I'm stuck with people who can't stand each other. Why? Cause I'm the, I'm the loving, like literally, if you look up my name, it literally means love and affection and friendliness. Like I am so loving. Mm-hmm. Why are these niggas tripping like this? Mm. And it's just like, okay. I had to accept it. I had to accept it for what it was. And I had to realize that if anything is going to change, I'm going to have to be the one to change it. So I have to be the one to break the chains off the family. And I didn't like that either. Cause it's like, I didn't get the experiences with myself. Like why? But I would be a monkey's uncle than to let my kids experience the pain that I experienced. Mm. And I even apologized for my daughter for choosing, for choosing wrong. Mm. Like I had to pop because her dad is not in her life the way I would like her to be. And I had to because I know that's where a lot of her pain comes from. Mm. And I told her I apologize to her. Like I apologize to you for picking bad. Mm. And I think a lot of problems with parents is they are not willing to apologize. They think that because they're the parent that they don't make mistakes. Boo boo. You've made mistakes. Apologize to your children. All of them. All of them. All of, it's all trial and error. I can't stand when people try to act like they're this perfect parent. Mm-hmm. Like, no, every parent will traumatize their children. Mm-hmm. One way or another, mm-hmm. it's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Because we're human. Mm-hmm. Right? Even when I got divorced from my twins' father, they were heartbroken. And they I'll never forget it. Ariel, my oldest, my oldest twin, she's such a big baby. Mm-hmm. She's the apple of my eye. Mm-hmm. I don't have favorites, but she is the apple of my eye. She sat in my lap one day mm-hmm. when I was, I brought her back to Michigan because it was time to go back. And she just, I was at my, my sister's house. Blood don't wouldn't make us any closer. And, um, shout out to my sister Kayla. Cause she's always looked out for me. Have the right people in your life oh. that will love you and your children period. And, um, she sat in my lap and she was crying. 
And she was like, mom, I just don't understand why you and dad can't get back together. Mm. And I was like, baby, do you like the way that I treat you? She was like, yeah, I love the way that I treat you. I said, I need you to understand that I would not be the way that I am. I would not be able to love you Mm. in the capacity that I do if I was still with your father. Mm. I was not happy. I was miserable. I was suicidal. Mm. I was, I was not, I was just a blanket of a person. Mm. And I need you to understand that I made the right decision for me so I can make the right decisions for you. And she's never asked me since then. Mm. Answer your kids' questions. Answer the hard questions because they genuinely don't get it. Because And we feel that because that they're children, yeah. that they don't deserve to know the truth. You would be surprised how, how smart, how kids, smart are. kids are. Yep. And now that the, I had that conversation with them, even now, like when they see me crying in my group, they be like, they like, mommy. Like just, just recently when I brought them here from Michigan for the holidays. Mm-hmm. I was crying on the plane mm. and Ariel was like, she's laying in my lap. She was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. She was like, Mm-mm. no, you're not okay. She wiped my tears. Mm. And I was, and I was like, you know what, baby, I'm just sad. I'm sad. Cause it's the first Christmas without my mom. Mm. First holiday season. It's coming up new year's. Like Christmas was my mom's pride and joy. Mm-hmm. Christmas was a thing in my household. And, um, and like I had all the gifts. You know, my mom loved me the best way she knew how. Mm-hmm. But that's why it doesn't impress me when men try to like woo me with their money. Like, I don't care about what you can buy me. How do you treat me? Mm-hmm. Do you treat me the way I deserve? And I guess to go back to your question on how does it affect my dating life? I don't look for men who are in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't even look for men. I'm not even looking. Like I just, because I'm healing. So it's like, mm, I'm I'm not, but I pay attention to who I attract mm-hmm. anyway. And the, and if I attract a man who only like who who wants my body, who will look at the fact that my past and well, all of these things, I'm not ready mm. because that's not the man that I want. Because if you don't want me to look at your past, why are you looking at mine? And your trauma may not be children. It may be something else. Yeah. And a man of valor, a man who seeks Christ and finds his identity in Christ doesn't. Not going to say he doesn't care, but he doesn't, he doesn't take, he doesn't hold that against you. He doesn't hold it against me. Yeah. What is for us is for us. What is for you is for you. What is for me is for me. And there's nothing that'll stop what's meant, Mm -hmm. you know? So I see Kenny, he was giving me the hands a a long minute ago, but I was just so intertwined inside of your story. And he's, I feel like we definitely got to have a part two, three and four, you know, (laughs) goddamn, like Jesus. (laughs) For sure. Fix it, Jesus. Um, But really and truly, I just want to say thank you for your transparency. You know, I love you to life. I love you. And I am just so proud of the woman that you continue to strive to be. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, there are so many people that are going to be liberated and freed by you telling your story. And I still am just in shock by how many things you just say. Just, oh, yeah, I went to the store. It's like you're saying, oh, I went to the park. Oh, my mother was a victim. Like, wait, what? Well, these are not the same things. And I'm going to need pauses and understandings. That's healing, though. Yeah. Well, I know. Mm -hmm. Now it's like it doesn't like the way I talk about an ex that was crazy now is completely different from how I talked about when Mm -hmm. it was fresh. You know, it was like, oh, I had all these mm, (laughs) things to say about this Mm -hmm. man. And now it's like, no, I wish that man well. 
Yeah. I really, I, I hope he's, in the, I hope he's happy. I hope he's loved. I hope he's, you know, it, because I don't have any feeling towards it anymore. There's mm-hmm. no residue, no dirty residue. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just proud of you. We gonna have you back. You know, we about to be reading these questions to the It's Giving community. Um, guys, make sure to click the link below. Um, if you want to submit a story, any of the ones like Anissa, because this was a freeing conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you feel free, Kenny? Golly, sheesh. Um, but yes, thank you so much for coming today. We'll absolutely have to bring you back. And thank you guys so much. If you were tuned in today, make sure to hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, like, follow, all of the good things. And if no one has told you today, you are freaking phenomenal. Bomb.com and nothing can stop you but you, but you got to do something about it. Love you guys. Bye.